Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's word through his special servant. And now, today's message. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. PEC 2022. I didn't hear you. PEC 2022. Glory to God. Put your hands together. Appreciate Jesus, the builder of the church. And let's appreciate my father, your father, Reverend Ebenezer Pronipa, God's servant. Amen. Yesterday was powerful. The Lord moved. And uh, this evening, I'm sure God is going to do much more. Hallelujah. I'm here to share with us some documented testimonies. And then we will listen to an audio testimony from um, Sister Pat. And uh, I believe that God will encourage our faith. The first one says that back pain vanished. Please be seated. Sorry. Back pain vanished during a miracle service on the 15th of August. And uh, she says, I started experiencing back pain since Saturday, the 14th of August. The pain was at my lower back around my waist and it was on and off. During miracle service on 15th of August, as I joined the queue to be prayed for by God's servant, Reverend Okronipa, the pain mysteriously vanished. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate Jesus for healing back pain. And this is from Sister Linda Nikwe. The second testifier says, Delivered from death by the power of exemption during divine exemption prayers on the 12th of July. And uh, this is from Brother Alex Tei Ametepe. And he says, I'm here to give glory to God. On the third night of one of the online prayers organized by Reverend Ebenezer Kronipa, I witnessed the awesome power of God. That session was dubbed Divine Exemption. I had just finished my exams on the faithful Friday and therefore decided to leave campus the following day. I was on my way to the washroom after the hot prayers that night when I received a prompting in my spirit. The only thing I heard was that my roommate was going to die that night. He had earlier on complained of stomach pain before going to bed. But I never knew it was that serious. Knowing that I'm the son of pa- Papa Ebenezer Kronipa, I retorted because of my presence, his life is preserved and nothing will happen to him. Let's put our hands together for this declaration and stand of faith. He says, before I left the campus the next morning, 
He told me he almost died that night, considering the pain he went through that the night before. He told me that he knew he was already in the grave. I was the only person in the room with the with a guy, and I wondered what would have what I would have told the authorities if this guy had died that night. I want to say a big thank you to Jesus and to our teaching priest for his powerful teachings on how we can approach situations. Glory to God. One more time, let's celebrate Jesus for all this glorious testimony. Now we are going to listen to an audio testimony from Mr. and Mrs. Mensah. Hallelujah. God has actually been so faithful. Um, this testimony is actually a testimony I had been yearning to share um, for the past five years now. Um, because um, five years, six years ago, I was actually yearning for a change of job. I was trusting God for a change of job. But the more I prayed and trusted God, the more God told me to be patient and wait. And in his own time, he will honor me. So um, I actually forgot about it. So I was just at where I was. And somewhere last two years, that was 2020, and Papa called myself and my hubby to his office. And then he said, um, Henry, you have to help your wife do his master's. We actually didn't know why, but Papa said he believes that God has something for me and I should do my master's. So, um, by God's grace, my husband bought the forms, he did everything, paid for my fees, and then I gained admission. But surprisingly enough, when I gained admission, I was already pregnant. But you know that they, they discouraged me. I, I I said to myself, if I should defer the the program because of the pregnancy, I may be deferring my promotion. So I kept on and I went to school with the pregnancy. By God's grace, I passed very well. And then somewhere around last year, latter part of last year, um, it was I think during communion service, Papa sent me a text. And dear, I want to see you today. But I had actually planned not to come for second, join online, not to come. But um, the way the message came, I knew I had to be present. So, and then he sent a text that, and when I come, he come with an anointing oil. So I came in. When I came in, he was even, he was almost closing. And then he called me here, and then he prayed for me that he has seen, constantly seen a vision that it's my due time for a promotion, and God is going to promote me. But then there are so many forces against it. The enemy is just trying to um, work against it. But God is going to honor me and nothing will stop it. So he prayed for me here and then he anointed me and gave me the anointing oil to also apply um, on my forehead until the end of the year, which I, I did. So um, during um, it, no, this year, I, um, January, we had a prophetic activation and he called me again at the back that he has seen that I was sitting on a seat and then all of a sudden, I've left the seat to a place of a higher glory and a higher honor. And God is going to make it come to pass without delay. And um, it's going to be this year. It wouldn't shift to next year. So we're praying. My husband and I, we actually believe God. We're speaking into it. And somewhere around April this year, I was actually um, scheduled for an interview. But strangely enough, and whilst I was preparing, I was also called again that the interview has been cancelled. And then we scheduled to June. So I even called Papa and he prayed for me and he said I shouldn't worry everything who works for that for my good. Then he dawned on me that although I already was done with the masters, I hadn't graduated yet. So I wasn't having my certificate. But um, um God being so good, June, the June that I was graduating, I was called again for the interview. So I went for the graduation on Saturday 
on Wednesday, I was scheduled for the interview. And what do you know? So we had my certificate and everything. So I just knew that God was actually working everything wow. for my book. And so if the interview had been in April, I would have gone for the interview yeah. without the certificate. Yeah. So you see, I thought maybe things were working against her. God was actually moving everything for my God. So I went for the interview in June. By God, because everything went so well. And then we were still trusting God that I'll be called. I was there. No call was coming. I remember I do one, one time prayers. Papa called me that, Pat, you need to have patience like your mate. So, <laughs> I was like, God, I know this thing will definitely come to pass. So I was there and then I, I later received the call that the CEO said he has changed his mind. Although we have already done the interview, he's not going to pick anyone again. So I called Papa. Papa was like, this man is joking. <laughs> what God has said will surely come to pass. And then, um, so around, I think, um, First weekend, I guess, I received another um, call that, by God's grace, um, the CEO has selected a few people. And even the pe- people that he has selected will all be starting in January, that is 2023. But you know, um, during January, Papa prophesied to me, he said that this promotion will not go to 2023, but it will be this year. So I was like, God, you said the promotion will be this year, but how come this information is coming through? So um, I was there again and I received another call. That some way, somehow, God has worked it out. And then, yes, <laughs> yes, those that, um, he actually, the few that he actually appointed are all going to start in January. But my thought, we are just two that he agreed that we should start next month. And, you know, our God is so faithful. God is so faithful. And then on Monday, just past Monday, when I, I was called for the appointment, I looked at it and I was crying because, like, when I see the level God has taken me to, I, like, I just couldn't imagine. Like, is that how God does his things? It's like where I was and then how he has shifted me, like, so high. And then I realized that I, I, I was later told that the person I'm going, the least certificate there is master's degree. Mm. So I then got to know why God was preparing me for that promotion. And we are so grateful. God bless you so much for all this love that you share. And that is how um, the sister Pat secured a life-changing job. Amen. And the beauty about her testimony is how she paid attention and acted out a prophetic instruction to do her masters and also to be applying a communion wine. And yesterday, the man of God gave an instruction that will bring a bottle of water. Make sure that yours is with you. And I believe that God has something for us. God bless you and enjoy the rest of the service. If you know your next level is part of tonight's blessings, celebrate him with a shout. Oh, I want to feel your presence over here. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. How many of you are ready for the Holy Ghost tonight? Tonight, I want you to be very expectant that if God even has one blessing in this place, it should be yours. If God has decided that today you minister to only one person, you should be the one. What do you think? Are you positioning yourself? Are you positioning yourself? Come on, begin to position, adjust yourself so that something does not pass you by. If you think somebody is going to block you, block the person before the person blocks you. What are you talking about? When it comes to spiritual things, you need to be greedy. 
you need to be selfish. What are you saying? What are you talking? <laughs> Hallelujah. I know tonight God is going to bless somebody. And the Lord put a prayer topic in my spirit. And I want us to pray this prayer before I even share anything with you. Uh, the Bible tells us that after God had delivered the children of Israel from the land of Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world. Egypt is a type of our own, uh, our, our own regenerate nature where we are not born again. Where we are still in the world. So uh, the deliverance or the uh, redemption or the, from Egypt is a type of our salvation. So just like God saved them from Israel, uh, from Egypt, it is the same way that when we're unbelievers, God saved us from death. God saved us from the hand of the wicked one and he has brought us into a place of salvation. Now, in their journey to the promised land, understand this, they were delivered, but there was a promised land that God wanted them to get to. The vision of God for the children of Israel wasn't just for them to escape Egypt, but for them to get to a land which is flowing with milk and honey. If the purpose of God for saving you, one of the visions that God has for you, is not just so that uh, you come out of sin or you come out of the paws or the clothes of the enemy, but so that you get into a place that he has promised you, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. He's talking about a place where you are walking in the fullness of the promises of God, in the fullness of the blessings of God, in the fullness of everything that God has purpose concerning you. So the Bible tells us that, that as we were journeying through the wilderness, they had several encounters with God. Moses had those encounters with God. The Bible tells us that as Moses prayed a prayer in the book of Exodus chapter number 33, the verse number 18, it was after his deliverance. So it wasn't talking about deliverance, but it was talking about another dimension of glory. So in Exodus chapter 33, the verse number 18, uh, Moses, the prophet of God, speaks to God and he says that, please show me your glory. If I let me read from the verse number 17, he says, so the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing which you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight and I know you by name. Look, because he had found grace in his side, then Moses had the adventure to pray that prayer. He said, Lord, if indeed you have shown me favor, if indeed you have been gracious unto me, let the sign of your favor be that I will see your glory. I don't know how many of you are desiring to see the glory of God, but as for me, I'm desiring to see the glory of God. I'm desiring to see God place me in the place of destiny and purpose that he has assigned. I don't want to live any life less than what God has purpose. I don't want to live any life less than all the good plans and the purposes of God concerning humanity. I want to live the fullness of everything God has purpose for me. And I believe that there's somebody over here who is just like me. You have some people over here like that. The fullness of health, the fullness of prosperity, the fullness of open doors. Is that something of God manifests favor follows? When the glory of God manifests, goodness follows. When the glory of God manifests, he places his name upon your life. And when the name of the Lord is placed upon your life, then that means that that is a place where God will send his offerings. He will send his gifts. He will send his blessings. He will send his elevations. I pray tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, that may the Lord place his name upon you. Amen. I said, may the Lord place his name upon you. Amen. I said, may the Lord place his name upon you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, 
One of the biggest blessings that you can get is that God will place his name upon you. When everything has been said and done, one of the blessings that the Lord will give to the overcomers, those who stand for the Lord and manifest in completeness the glory of God up in the earth. In the book of Revelations, it says that he will give them a stone that bears his name and he will give them his name. So the name of the Lord coming upon you is a great blessing. It's a great blessing. It's a great blessing. It means that you are marked for favor and for glory even in eternity. It means that even angels will see you and when they see you, they will see God in manifestation. They will see the one that they worship walking on the face of the earth. I want to lift up your hands. Say, Father, Place your name upon my life in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice right now. Just 20 seconds. Talk to the Lord. Lift up your voice. Talk to the Lord right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. We are here to receive from you. Minister to us in a very special way. We need an encounter with you tonight. We need an encounter with you. Oh, we want to be one with you. In fellowship, in communion, in the Holy of Holies. Let the spirit of wisdom and revelation fill the atmosphere. Let everyone who hears these words believe. And as we hear your word, may faith come. Faith for miracles. Faith for your glory. Faith to become proof producers. That will manifest your power in our generation. Thank you, Father, that we are heard. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If there are three people who believe God has heard them, I want you to shout a big amen to the Lord. Oh, I just heard half of a person. I said, if there are three people over here, and you know God has heard you, and he's going to give you a revelation, and he's going to reveal himself to you, let your amen sound like thunder. Let your amen sound like thunder. I think I had a shout of praise and give him glory. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord bless you. Father, thank you so much. God bless you. Can you take your seat in the presence of the Lord? Now lift up your right hand wherever you are with me. Say, Father, say tonight. I, I can't hear you. Say, Father, tonight I declare my heart is open. My mind is ready to receive with meekness the word of God that is able to save my soul, that is able to change my situation. I'll be blessed by your word. I'll be empowered by your word. I'll be elevated by your word. I'll be rightly positioned by your word. And my life will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Somebody shout a big amen. 
precious holy spirit we are here to receive from you minister your word to us in clarity and in power may everybody under the sound of my voice be programmed for the glorious destiny that you have mandated you have purpose for your children father i pray that lord let unbelief disappear let true faith be open be released into the hearts of your children and may our lives never be the same again in jesus mighty name amen and amen bc 2022 I am indeed a proof producer. And yesterday we started on the subject of proof producers. We started on a, we started on a subject of proof producers. So you can uh, say yesterday's message title was proof producers part one. Amen and amen. This evening I'm trusting God to continue along that subject with you. So this evening can be the part two of that message. The truth is that I was hoping to be able to cover uh, what I'm going to share with you yesterday. But you know, sometimes God wants to break down the world for us, for us to be able to grasp and know that in any meeting, the extent of the word that is delivered is also dependent on on the audience. How much is your heart receiving it? Are you understanding me? Are you able to take it? If you cannot take it, the Holy Ghost will not give it to you. Are you understanding me? So your spirit must be open. Your spirit must be alive. And you must draw from the vessel what God has purposed for you. Other than that, you come to church, you come to the house of God, and you will live the same. You will live without hearing your prophetic word. But it shall not be so with you. I said it shall not be so with you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yesterday, I started sharing with you from the book of Acts chapter number 1, the verse number 8. And I told you that this scripture is so profound. This scripture, uh, this is uh, something that the Lord told his disciples during his last days on the face of the earth. And the Bible tells us that in the book of Acts chapter 1, Jesus had appeared to his disciples and he, wa- he was ministering to them on Mount Olive. And the Bible tells us that when he was talking to them, he was giving them instructions by the Spirit of God. He was giving them uh, directions, telling them what was the mind of God. And, uh, and the disciples perceived that he was talking about the kingdom. So, they being Jews, as they were, asked the Lord that this kingdom that you are talking about, when shall we see it? When shall it be revealed? When will we have this encounter with this kingdom? When shall it descend into the earth? That is when Jesus silenced them and said, hey, do not concern yourself with issues that the master has kept to himself, but this is what should be your assignment. So, the message that I'm sharing with you is actually a mandate that God is giving to every one of his children. It is not talking about some special ones who are supposed to be uh, more powerful than the rest. No. It is something that God is yearning and desiring for everyone who names the name of Christ. Anyone who is a believer. Everyone who is a child of God. This is what God is calling us into. When we talk about being proof producers, it is not something that is being, uh, has been designed or purposed for by God for some prophet or for some evangelist or for some pastor or somebody like that. It is what God is calling every one of his children to manifest. He said in Acts chapter number 1 verse 8, this is what they should concern themselves with, that they shall receive power. 
You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me or of me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So he's saying that the assignment for the believer, uh, which is the reason for which the Holy Ghost was sent, is that he will be a witness of Christ. Somebody who will provide an account that Jesus is alive. And I shared with you that that is the, the basis of the message of the Christian. The foundation of our Christian faith is in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what makes our message unique. That is what makes our message unique. Every religion teaches morality. Every religion teaches that you are supposed to live a certain good life. Every religion even has certain promises. But it is only Christianity that tells us that a man died and he rose again. He rose again. He came back to life. Our message is a message of something supernatural. Something spectacular. If the man can come back to life, do you think it is your sickness that he cannot heal? If the man can come back to life, do you think that it is the condition that you are going through that he cannot change? So he tells us that we should go and witness. Tell them that yes, what I said, I have done it. I said when I die in three days, I'll come back to life. And this is the evidence. I am here before you. But this is the problem. Not everybody has seen me. And I need to go to the Father because when I go to the Father, he can send the Holy Spirit to you so that the work can be multiplied. Now for the work to be effective, we need to provide a good account, a good witness and a good testimony. So he says that this testimony cannot just be a verbal testimony, but it must carry power. So Acts 1.8 you shall receive power. Lift up your right hand. Say I receive power. Say I receive power. He said you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall become a witness. And I shared with you yesterday that the word witness also means someone who provides proof, who provides an evidence that something is true. So when we are saying that Christianity is the real deal, if we are saying that Jesus is the real deal, he's the one that everybody should give their life unto, everyone should come and submit unto and to serve, what is the evidence that our message is true? And he said that the evidence is in power. Somebody say power. The evidence is in power. Something special, something spectacular. Something that beats the human understanding. Power is from the Greek word dunamis. Dunamis means miracle working ability. Ability to do something that is sensational and unusual. May that become the evidence of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. So I said these witnesses are not ordinary witnesses but they are proof producers. And so God wants every one of us to be Christians who carry evidence. If we carry evidence, evidence that Jesus is alive. Listen to me. If you are a Christian who carries with you fear, fear for a certain witch, fear for a certain wizard, fear for a certain human being, you are not living a Christian life. The Christian life is a life of glory. It's a life of power. It's a life of victory. It's a life of victory. When Jesus saved us, he saved us so that we may return back to a place of authority. 
Let me show you quickly a scripture in the book of Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. It's no part of what I'm sharing with you, but let me let me take a quick diversion to that part. Romans chapter 8. Let's read from the verse number 28 to the verse number 13. In the verse 28, the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good for them that love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Now, let's go to the verse 29. So for whom he foreknew, he predestinated or he predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. Look, he said that those of us whom he knew, he gave us a, an assigned life that we are supposed to live. How we are supposed to look. He said that he predestined that we, be, we may be conformed unto the image of his son, not to the image of his well, of the well. But to the image of the sun, meaning every Christian in the eyes of God, there is a picture that your, your life should be. Anytime you take a selfie, the selfie should look like Jesus Christ. You should be patterned according to the portrait of Christ. So he said that he predestined, he pre-planned, he preordained. This is what God is working on. God has a project in your life and the project is that this is the picture of your life that you begin to look like Jesus Christ. Was Jesus getting sick? Was Jesus defeated? Were demons tormenting Jesus? Oh, Jesus wake up from the sleep and say, hey, hey, demon, oh, demon, oh, demon, oh. Did Jesus ever complain of generational curses? Did Jesus wake up one day and his leg was swollen? No, so it means that anything that is not in line with what Jesus did not experience is an illegality in your life. And so, when you begin to understand these things, you refute all the works of the enemy in your life. Jesus was not poor. Was Jesus poor? No, he was not poor. So, poverty is not permitted in your life. That is the vision. That is the work that God is working. Oh, give me that scripture, please. He said that, that we may be Conform to the image of his son. He said that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Now look at the verse number 30 quickly. He said that uh, for whom, moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. So when he planned for you, he said he called you. So every one of us here, if we are in church today, it means that God has called you. And when he called us, this is what he said. I was a, whom he called, these also he what? He justified. And whom he justified, these also he glorified. So the call of Christianity is to a life of glory. A life where God has glorified you. Lift up your right hand. Say, I walk in the glory. Say, I walk in the glory. Say, this is my life. This is my destiny. To manifest the glory of God. And say, I will not manifest anything less. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said them whom he foreknew. He predestined. And those whom he predestined. He called. When he had called them. He justified them. And when he justified them. The Bible says that he glorified them. You are the glorified of the Lord. I said you are the glorified of the Lord. Anything called shame is not permitted in your life. Anything called sickness is not permitted in your life. Anything called disgrace is not permitted in your life. Why? Because you are the glorified of the Lord. Say I've been glorified. I can't feel you here. Say I've been glorified. That is our life. So anything that is not glorious, you reject it. Lift up your hand. Say I reject anything that is that is in opposition to a life of glory 
in my life in the name of Jesus Christ. Now begin to reject it now. If there's poverty, if there's sickness, begin to reject them now. Begin to reject them now. Reject them now. Anything that is inglorious, anything that is not nice, anything that has not conformed to the image of Jesus, begin to reject them now. Are there curses, bad dreams, are there discouragements, or depressions, oppressions, begin to reject them. Begin to reject them. Reject them right now. That is not your calling. That is not your calling. That is not your calling. Poverty is not your calling. Cancer is not your calling. Oh, stroke is not your calling. Hypertension is not your calling. Diabetes is not your calling. Whatever that is not in line with the Lord Jesus Christ is not part of you. Reject it. The headache. Oh, it is not your calling. Oh, passion delivery. Constant disappointment. It is not your calling. Come on, reject them. Reject them. Reject them. Reject them right now. Reject them right now. Say, I reject them. Reject them now. Ikobolobo shendele kataya. Mandelebelebe kusaya. Riva suntarabaya. Mandolobo kusataya. In the name of Jesus Christ. You have been called to be glorified. You have been called to look beautiful. The word glory means splendor. It means beauty. It means wealth. It means power. It means something, anything that is fascinating. It is not talking about a dry, inglorious state. No, it's talking about a state of glory, a state of beauty, a state of excellence. So that is what God has called us to. That is our life. That is our life. And as proof producers, we are going to manifest this life. I said we are going to manifest this life. I said we are going to manifest this life. I see you rising from glory to glory. I said I see you rising from glory to glory. In your education, you are rising from glory to glory. In your finances, you are rising from glory to glory. In your substance, you are rising from glory to glory. In your health, you are rising from glory to glory. In your reputation, your status in life, you are rising from glory to glory. Receive it right now. Hallelujah. So that is the life God has called us to. Now, if you are going to be a proof producer, you are going to take upon yourself that destiny as one that will produce proof, evidence that Jesus is alive, manifesting the power, the miracle-working power of God. You must understand that you are not supposed to be selfless, but must understand the cry of the world that God has sent you into the world. Jesus came into the world to come and save the world from her torment. So the Bible says in Acts chapter 10 verse 38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The Bible says when the uh, invalid, the, uh, the, the sick, uh, those who are having all kinds of afflictions uh, were come to Jesus. The Bible says when Jesus beheld their state, uh, the Bible says he was moved with compassion for them. He understood the need of the world. He understood the cry of the world. He understood the pain of the world. You must understand that there's somebody who is suffering from starvation. Somebody who is suffering from a certain sickness that the doctors cannot diagnose. Somebody is suffering from a state of constant poverty. Nothing that he does or she does works well. And you are the one that God is sending to save that person. 
I believe that a Christian is going to be some God is going to raise a Christian who solve the hunger problem in this world, who solve the, the problem that people are going through. If you are part of the problem solvers, receive grace right now. You must understand that the world is crying for help. You just travel around the world a bit and you realize that people have needs. People have needs. People have needs. Go to our hospitals. You see all kinds of sicknesses and conditions. And many of them, a lot of them, the doctors don't even know what they are doing about it. They are doing their best. But God needs people who go beyond science. Who will go beyond natural science and go into the supernatural and begin to manifest their identity as the helpers of humanity. As the helpers of humanity, you must understand your place. So I said that the world is crying for help. The world is crying for hope. The world is crying for salvation. And the world is crying for deliverance. We study from the book of Romans chapter 8, 16 to 25. And we began to understand certain things over there. That the spirit of God is himself, is bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children. Children of God, and if you are children in heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, uh, so if so be that we suffer, uh, we are heirs of God, and if if so be that we suffer with Him, we may be also glorified together. Do you understand? And I explain to you that that suffering is not talking about some physical suffering or persecution that some may presume that that scripture means, but it is actually talking about an anguish in the soul of man for manifestation. Now, just recently, I saw somebody posting something and said, I give up. The reason the person may feel that way is because the person has a certain hunger or a certain desire for manifestation, but may not be seeing it. May not be seen it. You see, there is a certain God-shaped uh, void in every man. Something that only God can fulfill. Only God can fulfill. And God puts in the spirit of every man what he or she is supposed to be. That is why sometimes people rise up and they feel inadequate within themselves. Because their spirits are looking into eternity. Their spirits are looking into the realm of the spirits. And they are seeing who they are supposed to be. And yet they are not manifesting it. Their spirits can sense the glory, and yet their lives are inglorious. Their spirits can sense the power, and yet they are complaining of all kinds of sicknesses. Their spirit can sense the, 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 the majesty, the victory, and the, the prosperity, and yes, they are struggling to get something to eat for themselves. So they feel that anguish in themselves. Their spirits can sense holiness and righteousness, and yet sin permeates through their bodies. When you study the book of Romans, you study from the chapter number 6, chapter 7, you see Paul describing the state of, uh, of a natural man, and even in some carnal Christians, or Christians who are young, you see them going through it. He said, ah, I have found something going on in my members. My, when he talks about his members, he's talking about his physical body. He said, in my mind, I desire to follow the law of Christ. In my mind, I actually follow the law of Christ. But in the midst of my thinking and trying to do good. Sin is ever with me. Wrong is ever with me. Evil is ever with me. I find myself in a constant battle, in a constant contention. So even though in my mind, 
I want to serve the law of God. My members end up doing the wrong thing. And he said, oh, what a, what, what a miserable man that I am. What kind of human being am I? You see, he was suffering from torment and guilt. Why? Because his spirits could tell that there's a higher life for him to live. And yet his, his daily experience was not that glory. His daily experience was not an experience of glory. So his spirit was in contention with himself. And he was wondering that when shall I move into this state of glory? When shall I break this barrier that is limiting my manifestation so that I may take my inheritance, I may take my heritage? He talks about the struggles. And then he said that I find therefore a principle, a law in my members. And he said, I found that there's a law working in me called the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death. It is that law that causes people to do the wrong things naturally. It's as though you want in your mind you want to do good, but there's another law, another principle that works in your members that causes you to tend towards doing the wrong thing, causes you to desire the wrong thing, causes you to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, and it's also a law of death, a law of a law that causes everything that it affects to die. Everything that it touches begins to mortalize. It begins to wither away. It, 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 it begins to decay. Mortality eats up that being. So, in Romans chapter number 8, it begins to talk about our liberation. And so in verse number one, he said, there's now therefore no condemnation. Hallelujah. Oh, you see, this is the hope that he's given to us. That chapter seven is talking about the struggles that we are going through. But I said that there's a living hope. He said, there's now therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ. We walk not after the flesh, but after the spirits. Verse number two, he said that for the law of the spirit of life, has made me free from what? The law of sin and death. So he described in chapter 7 the operations of the law of sin and death in the flesh. But he said that there's a higher law. There's a higher law. There's a higher law that breaks the power of sin and death in our natural bodies. If we can submit totally to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, there's a law in Christ. When you are in the world, there's a law in the world. But when you move into Christ, there's another law in Christ. The law in the world is the law of sin and death. But the law in Christ, the, in, in Christ is the law of the spirit of life. It gives life to whatever it touches. I see your transformation coming. I say, I see your transformation coming. Say in the name of Jesus, I submit myself to the law of the spirit of life. When the law of the spirit of life touches your body, sickness departs. Because sickness is a product of sin and death. Poverty is a product of sin and death. Guilt and condemnation is a product of sin and death. Suicidal thoughts is a product of sin and death. Why will a man just rise up and say, I want to kill myself? It is because there's death trying to kill you. And it puts ideas in your mind for you to tend towards dying. After you are dead, it has succeeded. That's why the Bible calls death an enemy. The Bible says that the last enemy to be destroyed is death. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. 
But today, I enforce the law of the spirit of life. I enforce the law of the spirit of life into your members in the name of Jesus Christ. So he continued that discussion, trying to describe the character and the nature of the man who is glorified. And that's why he said that there's some anguish, there's a hunger within us. There's a suffering that is going on. That suffering is a longing in the soul of man. And not just of man. The amazing thing is that that longing, that suffering, that cry is not just in the man. But it is in all of God's creation. Can I tell you something? Every one of God's creation has intelligence. Every one of God's creation has intelligence. Animals have intelligence. Stones have intelligence. Trees have intelligence. That means that they can respond to speech. That is why when Jesus went to the tree, the fig tree, the Bible said that when he responded to the, you see, you, how do you, what, when do you respond? When somebody has communicated to you, right? If it is, there's no communication, there cannot be a response. But the Bible said, when Jesus saw that there was no fig, there were no fruits on the tree, he responded to us and said that no one shall eat of you. Look at that. You would have thought the man was a madman. He was talking to a tree. He was talking to a tree. Listen, the producers say we are, people will not understand how we operate. They will not understand because we operate by a higher intelligence, a higher knowledge. He spoke to the tree and said, no one will eat of you again. I can imagine the tree, if it was like one of the little children in our days. I'll mind you, I'll mind you. (laughs) He said, and no one shall eat fruit of you again. And then he went his way. He responded, the tree had intelligence. So the tree listened to the voice of the Lord. And by the time, less than 24 hours down the line, the tree started drying. The Bible said it was drying from the roots. But do you know the miracle over here? Most of the time, in fact, every time, when a tree is drying, it dries from the top. The leaves first. Then the flowers. And then the stem. And then the, br- the branches. And then the stem begins to dry before it dries at the roots. But you see, when the, because the Lord wants us to know that he's Lord over even nature. He reversed the operation of nature and he began, the tree began to dry from the roots up. What are you talking about? You see, he was manifesting his authority. His authority even over nature. Remember, when Jesus had entered into Jerusalem and the women and the people had come and were hailing him and celebrating him and were shouting, Hosanna to he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Bible said that they were putting palm fronts on, on the streets for him and his uh, disciples and the house of which he was riding to walk over. Some were putting their clothes. And so the, the, the priests and the Pharisees were like, let them stop praising you. Let them stop praising you. They are praising you too much. They are treating you like you are God. You know what Jesus said? He said that if these people stop praising me, the stones will jump back. Meaning the stones have intelligence. The stones can rise up and praise him. Listen to me. Anytime you get opportunity to praise God, praise God like crazy. Because there are other of God's creation that are waiting in line to take your place. They are waiting in line. 
For the day that they'll be given the opportunity to express themselves, that is the day that you see your TV stand dancing superhero for God. That is the day that you see your chair jumping and shouting and celebrating God. That is the day that you see that stone that you have been stepping upon, shaking and wiggling itself. Is a shake that thing in the name of Jesus. What are you talking about? Did you know that even scientists have found out that there's a vibration in all of God's creation? And when you listen to the vibrations, it's like sounds of praise. They have learned that with the animals in the deep seas, the sound that they emit, they have learned that the stars, they use certain uh, uh, instruments and they have measured the sound of the stars. And when they put them together, it was like a sound of a symphony. And the sound of a symphony, and they were all singing praise, singing glory to God, singing glory to God. When the Bible said the heavens declare your glory, it is not just a, a mere word, the heavens are singing. Every one of God's creatures has intelligence, and that is why in Romans chapter 8, verse 19, he said that the endless expectation, the only thing that can have an expectation is if it has a kind of personality. It must have intelligence before it can have an expectation. So when Jesus said we should go and preach the gospel, he didn't say go and preach the gospel to all men. He said go and preach to what? All creatures. Oh, somebody, I don't know. You are not reading your Bible. so you are not. He said go and preach to all creatures. <laughs> One of these days, somebody will find you crazy because you'll be in the middle of a farm and you'll be preaching to the plants over there. You'll be preaching to the trees over there. I remember one time when the Holy Ghost came upon me. Oh, when I was on vacation in my senior high school days. And one day I was just praying. All of a sudden, I found myself preaching to the, to the chairs and to the televisions and to the walls in the room. Listen, my preaching did not start in front of you. My preaching started, I started preaching to the, to the, to the inanimate objects over there because I just felt all of a sudden that they had yes and could hear me. So the endless expectation of the creation, what are they desiring for? Is for the manifestation of the sons of God. There are a category of people in this world that are called the sons of God. I told you all of creation are in order. They are waiting for their turn. But you see, God has measured it and instituted it in a way that they without us cannot celebrate and praise God. They without us cannot be liberated into their glorious destiny. The Bible says that every one of God's creation is desire, is in expectation. That word expectation is talking about birth pangs, hunger, longing. There's a yearning, a suffering in them, a groaning in them, waiting for their manifestation. Look at the verse number 20, the verse that follows. It gives you further insight. He said that for the creature was made subject to vanity. The word vanity means useless. Useless. So he said the creature was made subject to uselessness. That is why sometimes we can take a stone and throw it away because we think it has no value. It is not your fault. God has placed them that way. God has placed them that way. When you throw away that stone, the way the stone feels the pain, you will never know until one day God opens your eyes. He said they were made subject to vanity, not willingly. 
But by reason of whom who are subjected the same in hope, meaning God put in that stone also a knowledge that one day your time will come. One day your change will come. One day your miracle will come. Listen to me. That is why if you are a human being, you should never lose hope. Because even the stones are made not to lose hope. The, the trees are made not to lose hope. Oh my God. The Bible says there is much hope for a tree that has been cut down. Oh my Shatalabaya. Because at the scent of water. The same made that scripture subjected to the same in hope. Same in hope. Look at verse 21. You see, these are deep things of the spirit. That if we can grasp, we will avoid living a wasted life. Because there are things that depend on us. He said, because the creature itself itself shall be what? Delivered from the bondage of corruption. Who are those who are worried when they are dying? Human beings. But the Bible says that even the trees, they don't want to die. And it says that there's a time going to come that they shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Glorious liberty of the children of God. So they are desiring that the sons of God will manifest. Listen to me. Anytime you are messing up the tree, there's, there's trees that we be. Anytime you are messing up money, starts weeping. Anytime you are messing up houses and properties, start weeping. Because it means that you are not getting closer to the time of your manifestation. Because in your day of manifestation, you begin to possess your possessions. You begin to take them over. And when a righteous man takes them over, it means that now their true purpose, why God actually created them, will be, will be exercised, will be manifested. When money is in the hands of a wicked man, it is used for wicked purposes. When money comes into the hands of a righteous man, it will be used for a righteous thing. It will be used for a righteous thing. Listen to me. I'm seeing a time coming. And it is coming very soon. When the house of God will not be a place of, of one Ghana city, one Ghana city, sir. It shall be 200 Ghana cities, sir. Hey, the Yesumoja will not be the one Ghana Yesumoja. It will be the 200 Ghana Yesumoja. If you believe you are one of the people God is going to manifest this to you, receive it right now. Why? Because God is bringing wealth. Is bringing wealth. Listen to me. When we talk about being a proof producer, we are talking about one who is working in the fullness of the, of the manifestation of the mandate of God through the power of the Holy Ghost. And through that, witnessing to the world. Witnessing to the world that Jesus is alive. That Jesus is alive. He must understand the cry of the world. There's a cry in us. What is that cry? Number one, so that we we'll see our nature of sinlessness and deathlessness. Remember, I said that he will conform us to the image of his son. The son of the, the image of Jesus is sinlessness and deathlessness. And number two, our nature of true power and authority. These two together form number three, our divine nature. The Bible says that we have been made partakers of his divine nature. Listen to me. I know some of you may not fully understand what I'm sharing with you right now, but you will soon understand. Holy Ghost will open your mind and give you understanding very soon. Every Christian has been given a nature. 
And it's not, when you were born, the nature that you receive was the nature of corruption. It was the nature of humanity. It's the nature that causes a man to die at a particular age. Some die at 70, some die at 80. In the book of Genesis, God gave man 120 years. Why? Because death was working. But God did not make man to die. A man was supposed to be undiable. Undiable. Look at the way when death took over. Now everybody's afraid, afraid of death. Afraid of death. But when you're a producer, the fear of death is broken. You cannot just die. A Christian is not supposed to just die. A, a sickness attacked you, and then oh, all of a sudden, oh, and they say she died after a short illness, or she died from cancer, or he died, she died from a car accident. No, that is not the will of God. That is not the will of God. A Christian who has developed into their true nature, their life is different. Even our death is different. Look at what Paul said in Philippians chapter number 1. Verse 21, he said that, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So the man did not know the difference between living and dying. He had so much power over death that he, 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 it was not any different for him. Verse 22, look at what he says. He said, For I am for if I live in the flesh, it is the fruit of my labor. Yet I shall choose. Yet what I shall choose, I watch not. <laughs> he said, what I shall choose. He, he, was, he was in a state of confusion. He was in a dilemma. What was his dilemma? Verse 23. <laughs> for I am hard pressed between two choices. Having a desire to, be, to depart to be with Christ. Which is far better. Let's look at the next verse. Nevertheless, to remain with the flesh is more profitable for you. It's more needful for you. Hey. Somebody was there and he was saying, I don't know whether I should die or I should leave. But, but if, if, if I die, I'll be with the Lord. It's a nice thing. Lord. But because of you, let me stay a little longer. <laughs> so we shall glory. Look. You can decide to live to a good old age. And even that one, when you get there, you can choose whether you want to go or not. He said, he will satisfy with long life. Will he satisfy you? What is long life? How many years is long life? Come and talk to me. Thousand years is long life. To somebody, thousand years is not long life. I see, he said that, he was not talking about a number for long life. He said, the long life will I satisfy you. So you live until you are satisfied. And when you are satisfied, if the day you are satisfied is 35 years, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm satisfied. I've done enough. I've done everything. If the day you are satisfied is 80 years, you can say, Lord, it's okay. If the day you are satisfied is 120 years, you say, Lord, it's okay. Oh, you understand me. Hey, what a life. I'm showing you what our lives are actually supposed to be. But as we begin to meditate on these truths, as we begin to accept them as realities in our lives, we begin to see upgrade. A sickness attacks your body. Say, I'm afraid to die. This sickness will me. No, say, Kai, this is a foreign entity. You are not supposed to be here. You have not paid your tenants. And I've not accepted your money to come and stay here. Out and be gone. You can actually do that. 
Somebody's being healed right now. I said somebody's being healed right now. Somebody's being healed right now. Our placement as children of God. That's why I said that. Them whom he justified, he glorified. That is a glory life. It is a higher kind of life. It is not the natural life that we were born into. No. It is not the life that your mother gave you. It is the life that Jesus gave you. That life is a different kind of life. It is a glory life. When you begin to operate in the fullness thereof, people will not understand us. They will not understand us. Look at, there's one man of God, Kenneth Hagen, of blessed memory. He was born with a heart defect, a congenital heart condition. And according to doctors, nobody lives beyond the age of 16 years old with that heart condition. So about four months to his uh, 16th birthday, he was in bed. He was, he was, he was, he he had become incapacitated. He was in bed, suffering, getting ready to die. The doctor said that you will not see your 16th birthday. Whilst he was lying there, he died. And when he died, he saw himself going deep, deep, deep down into hell. And then some way, somehow, he started praying and God had mercy, came back to his body. He went back again and then he came back to his body. What was coming, what was going to Lord, I've been baptized, I'm a baptized in church, I've been baptized in church. But the more he cried, he cried that he was baptized, the more he was going to hell. He saw dark creatures in hell. He came back again. The third time, he knew that this time when he goes, he will not come again. And all of a sudden, praying for mercy. Praying for mercy. As he was praying for mercy, all of a sudden, a hand just picked him up from hell and brought him. He was moving at the top speed and he entered his body. As he entered his body, the prayer that he was praying, the spirit entered his mouth and he started praying and confessing the Lord Jesus as the Lord of his life. That's how he was saved. He was saved, but he was not born again. He was, not, uh, he was born again, but he was still saved. So, within that time, he, he was in bed for quite a number of months, about 16 months or so. And so, he started, uh, if I've not been born again, then I know I'm going to die. At least if I die now, I'm, I know I'm in that place that I went to. I don't want to go there again. At least I know I'm going to a better place. So, he started to start reading his Bible. When he started reading the Bible, he got to a place in the Bible, uh, Mark chapter number 11, verse 23. And the Bible said, I was, if I read so much, as he was reading, faith was coming into his spirits. And he read that ah, if you believe whatever you ask, if you shall and you believe, it shall be given to you. Say, so, ah, if I'm born again, he read that scripture that says that the effect of every prayer of a righteous man availed much. Now, according to what I've read, I'm not righteous. So whatever I ask, God is supposed to do it for me. So he said, Okay, Lord, I pray for to uh, for healing from this heart condition. He was nearing 17 birthday by now. He had been in bed from Four months to his 16th birthday to now 17, getting close to his 17th birthday. And he prayed that prayer. He said, I believe by faith. Somewhere, somehow, he had the revelation that faith is no feeling. So he said, Even if it doesn't feel like he's healed, if God has helped him and God is faithful, then he has, he has been healed. And he took one leg off the bed gradually. When he tracked the man who had not walked for several months, many, many months, about, 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 60, about 16 months by now. He stood there and then he said, Ah, I've been saved, I've been healed. And then he shook a bit. But then perceived that is the power of faith. That's the power of faith. Look, for instance, some of you, I, I, I will minister to you. When I minister to you, you may not feel anything. The condition may not even seem to have changed. But do you believe that the condition has changed? Do you believe that the condition has changed? 
Is it faith does not look at circumstances? Faith looks at the word of God. Faith does not look at the prevailing situation. Faith looks at the declaration of divinity. So if God says yes, my body cannot say no. My situation cannot say no. Tonight I'm going to speak a word into somebody's life. And it's going to bring an advancement. It's going to bring a change. It's going to bring a, a transformation into your life. So, boom, all of a sudden, at 17 years old, by the power of God, he got healed of the heart condition. His parents were down there, and his family were, were downstairs. Before they realized this man, this little boy who needed to be bathed, needed to be fed, walked down the stairs, came down, said, Mommy, I'm hungry. They looked at him for something. They were just watching whether because they were afraid that the guy would just fall down and die. Because the way how bad his heart was, even to walk is a problem. And when someone came down, you know, he died at 86 years of age. 86 years of age. 86 years of age. And he did not die of sickness. After he had finished one ministration, one preaching, he went to sit in his chair. In fact, he had started preparing them because he knew he was going. He knew the time for him to go was there, had come. He knew he had done everything that he needed to do. And he was sitting in his chair in front of the fireplace. And then he just closed his eyes and he slept. And he slept. When he came, he found him. That is how a Christian is supposed to die. Don't go and die. <laughs> <laughs> like a Chinese movie kind of death. May God deliver you from Chinese movie kind of death. <laughs> amen and amen. I don't know if I've seen a Chinese movie kind of death. It's a fake, fake movie. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. But do you know the amazing thing? If he did not want to go at 86, he would have continued. It is a choice. It is a choice. When we get to that level, hey, I remember one time, one of my papas, Apostle Victor, he is a missionary in Europe. And in one of the countries where they went to preach the gospel, they met some hoodlums, rascals, who began to attack him and said that you, black man, trying to preach in our streets, and you say you believe in Jesus, and let's see whether Jesus will save you. And he took foil and he poured it all over him. And the other friends were, they were there, gang. Say, ha, let's see whether Jesus can save you. And he took a match box. The match will never, will not, and it will, it will not start. It will not start. It will not start. Said, oh, all of a sudden, they said, you leave this man, leave this, leave this black monkey, let us go away. So, when they had walked at this distance, and I go, we were just standing there. We were just standing there. Never, never uttered a word. Never uttered a word. After they had walked at this distance, and I said, Let, it was like one last match. He wanted to try it. It's late. It's late. They knew they were not dealing with an ordinary human being over there. This is the power that God has given us. Proof producer. Now, I, 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 now I'm just beginning to imagine. I wish you'd have said that. Hey, young man, come here. The speed, the guy will run. 
Somebody give the Lord a clap of it right now. What have I been discussing with you? Our divine nature. There's a hunger, a desire in us to see our true nature manifested. And the Lord is sharing with me that very soon, his children are going to walk in, are going to enter into the place of maturity. Listen, the time is going to come. You see Christians appearing and disappearing. You, Mashila Katarama Zandeka Bradasiatas. Did it not happen in the Bible? Philip appeared and disappeared. Jesus, when he resurrected, he appeared and disappeared. Enoch disappeared from earth and appeared in heaven. Moses, up to now, we don't know where his body is. <laughs> you know, in Ghana, there is a you are no free. You don't die, you just disappear. I don't know where they got this one from. Bibini <laughs> can come out with theories, unknown scientific theories. <laughs> Elijah. Elijah. One day Elijah said, I'm going somewhere, I'm going somewhere, I'm going somewhere. If not for Elisha who tagged along, we may not know exactly what happened to like he would have another Moses. Because, you see, Joshua made a mistake. He should have followed Moses. About that, he went to when Moses had said at the bottom of the, of the mountain, he said, yes, sir. By Elisha, as one day, as one day, Stubborn Academy. Say, ah, Elisha, stay here. I'm crossing the river. He said, master. <laughs> Inu. He said, master. Inu. And you know, God is looking for some Inu believers. People will say that God, I refuse to accept the state that I am in. This nonsense is enough. God is looking for some bold children of God who rise up in their glory. One of the requirements I, I, I hope to be able to share with you, if you are going to be a pro producer, is great and persistent faith. Great and persistent faith. Many of us, God wanted to show us miracles, but we did not believe. We wanted to see something first. Some of us, God wanted you to prophesy. You thought, as though, oh, the things on my tongue, hey, but hey, what am I going to say? No. Open your mouth and see whether you don't speak. Faith acts. Faith acts. Faith acts. The other day, a brother came into my office and then he brought an offering. And even me, I knew the guy was going through some challenges, financial challenges. And so when to bring that kind of offering, I knew that, no, this one. He said that he sees that God is taking my ministry somewhere. And so he, he, he feels all of a sudden, he's from another church, a big church. He's from another church. He said, the Lord is big. He wants to die. He should come and tap into what is upon my life at this early stage. Before when it explodes, he cannot even come close. So he brought an offering. Uh, of, of. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I saw somebody's ear begin to shake. <laughs> if I tell you, will you bring the same amount? <laughs> so, because of small concern, you want to do, you are here lying to me. 
it was a good offering. Amen and amen. And the way the guy was adding narrative to the offering, I saw that I I can't even know. Like it wasn't something that he like if it was in his normal mind, he should give. Because he has oh, he has two children, he has a wife, and so they need to survive. They need to survive. He had some other things that was certain. So financially things were not. But then the thing moved him and said he's gonna take this step of faith. He's gonna take this step of faith. Two months later, he came to show me a Honda CRV, which I had gotten, and not even a CD. He didn't even take from his pocket a CD. You see, some of us, God wanted to give you that miracle, but you did not have the faith to take that step. God was speaking to you. God was speaking to you. And in this conference, you need to be sensitive because the Holy Ghost told me that there are going to be specific times for everybody. Somebody's time may be different from another person, but you need to be sensitive to connect. Whether at that point the Holy Ghost moves you to get up and jump, to shout, to sow a seed, whatever it is, there's going to be a specific time. And you need to tap into it. Don't lose your time. Don't lose your all visitation. Don't be inattentive. Be very focused. But there's going to be a time for everybody. There's no, and that time is not necessarily a time I'll call you to minister to you. The Holy Ghost is here. This meeting, I'm just a vessel, but it's a Holy Ghost meeting. It's a Holy The thing I'm sharing with you, these are not normal things that I share every Sunday. Those ones are also Holy Ghost meetings, anyway. Amen and amen. But the Holy Spirit has a special message for us. You can take advantage of this message. Hallelujah. So, creation is waiting for our manifestation. We also must step into our divine nature. Oh, glory to Jesus Christ. Look, creation wants us to go back to the days of Adam. When God brought all of his creation to Adam and what, what Adam will call them. That was the expression of Adam's authority. So all of God's creation were happy. They were very happy. Why? Because they knew somebody was in the image of God. That's why he said that we must be conformed to the image of the Son. God, the Son is the express image of the Father. So if we are in the image of the Son, then we are in the image of the Father. Just going, it's just the story is just a repeat of the Genesis accounts. Our nature, like the nature of God, and to redeem up that nature of God, we cannot fulfill on this earth what God has with us. And the whole earth will suffer. So the Bible says that they knew not. They know not, neither do they understand. And because they know not and they don't understand, the whole earth is in darkness, is in, is in disarray, and has lost its course. How can our ignorance cause the earth to lose its course? But that's how God has made it to be. Listen, the, the, the economic situations that are going on, listen, there's nothing anybody can do. There's nothing anybody can do. It will take a man of God, a child of God, who will be able to buy into the mind of the Spirit to bring about changes. To bring about changes. I have looked and I have perceived. I told you this was going to happen, didn't I? I told you last year. I told you this was going to happen. I told you. I told you. I told you. And I prepared you. I don't know, like some of you, the way you die. Even now, I'm crying. You see the way it's touching you so much more. 
So imagine that if you are not prepared at all. But God is bringing in this dispensation the spirit of knowing and seeing. The spirit of seeing and knowing. And out of that seeing and knowing, you are going to get answers to your situations. God is going to open your eyes. For his life shall come to pass in the last days. As I shall pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters, they shall prophesy. Tonight, God is going to anoint some people with a fresh spirit of prophecy. You begin to speak to situations and they begin to happen. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, who, glory to God, who is ready for the Holy Spirit of God? Who is ready for the Holy Spirit of God? Let me just finish this message and I'll send the anointing of the Holy Ghost here now. Who can be a proof producer? Who can be a proof producer? Look, proof producers, God has sent us to solve the problem of sin. To solve the problem of death, to solve the problem of sickness and of poverty, to solve the problem of bondages of depression, oppression, suppression, and hopelessness. Listen, in our day and our time, like people are people are depressed though. Depression and mental conditions are increasing. But God is saying that He's sending us to solve these problems. I see God giving somebody a huge business. I don't know, but I just saw a huge bit of like a huge, I don't know whether a factory or warehouse. I saw it around this area and I saw the doors open so big, so big, a huge business. And out of that business, the law was feeding many, many families, feeding many, many families. There's somebody in this place. There's somebody in this place. God is about to give you a business that will have global impact. And I see thousands of miles that are being fed because of that company, because of that business. I don't know, but the vision is before me right now. And I can see people going and coming, going and coming. I see them going and so much work going on. And people are being blessed because of that business. Whoever is receiving right now, receive it right now, receive it right now. Now, receive it right now. I don't know, but God is opening the atmospheres, and people are going to take over businesses, people are going to take over companies, people are going to take their place in the world of business. I see a dimension of financial glory that is being released in the realm of the spirit. A time is coming, and the greatest companies are going to be owned by the children of God. They are going to be owned by the children of God. Producers. And the Lord says, Oh, and these ones shall hold the economies of nations. They shall hold the economies of nations. Economies shall respond to them. I'm seeing it so much. Bilando to and I'm seeing corn, I'm seeing grain, I'm seeing oil, I'm seeing gold. And hear the word of the Lord. The wealth of the nations, the wealth of the nations are being released for the church. I've been released for the church. And he says, You are the church. You are the church.
church. You are the church. He said, arise and take your place. Arise and take your place. Your place of glory. Your place of empowerment. Your place in destiny. For he said, I have appointed you in such a time as this to take over the helms of nations and to bring them into obedience to the message of Jesus Christ. Into obedience to the word of the Lord. Oh, the eyes of the Lord, they move to and fro across the nations of the earth, looking for whom those whose hearts are perfect before him, that he may empower them for this dispensation. And the nations shall gather and they shall come to you and they shall ask that what is the secret of your prosperity? What is the secret of your wealth? We have tried all the strategies in the books. We have tried all the economic principles and yet we are not prospering and yet we are not doing well. But somewhere, somehow you seem to be doing well. You seem to be surviving. What is your secret? What is your secret? What is your secret? And then we shall teach them. We shall teach them the ways of the Lord. We shall teach them the principles of the Lord. For in the principles of the Lord is life and prosperity and health and wealth. In the teachings of the Lord, in the way of the Lord, in the salvation of humanity. And I hear the Lord say, I am anointing teachers. I am anointing teachers. And what kind of teachers are they? These are those who by their lives they will teach the world. They will teach the world the principles and the ways of God. And through those teachings, the world will begin to prosper. The people will begin to prosper. For they will come out of their darkness. They will come out of their poverty. They will come out of their sicknesses. They will come out of their pain. They will come out of their sufferings. And they will come into hope. They will come into salvation. The Lord said that you are the salvation of the world. You are the salvation of the nation. You are the salvation of the people. And the creatures are crying for your manifestation. They are crying for your manifestation. I hear the stones. I hear the trees. I hear the plants. I hear all of God's creation. And they are crying out. And they are saying, Sons of God, come forth. They are saying, Sons of God, arise. We need you. We need you. Arise into your destiny. Arise into your glory. For our destinies are tied to you. And the Lord is going to anoint many. Many of you are going to heal people of cancers. Many of you are going to heal people of strange diseases. Conditions that the doctors have given up on. You go and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You speak to dead situations and the dead situations shall come to life. You are going to heal many. You are going to bring transformation to many. Sons of God arise. Sons of God arise. Sons of God arise. It's time for you to arise. Arise into your glory. Arise into your destiny. Arise, shine. Arise, shine. It's time for you. 
to arise into what you have been called for. I, 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 I see the clouds, seven clouds of glory. I've just entered into the room. I am seen and I'm rising in this place. And there are people under the sound of my voice. The cloud of God, the cloud of His glory is coming over you right now. And you begin to sense the awakening in your spirit. An awakening, an awakening, an awakening. Rama Shataya, Rebe de Katatata, Rebe Shatalabaya. And you speak to mountains, and the mountains are listening to your voice. You speak to rivers, and the rivers of water. You speak to trees, and the trees are moving. I am seeing people of power. The Holy Ghost is here right now, raising the people of power, raising the people of power, raising the people of power. Can you receive it? Can you step into it? Can you receive it? Can you step into it? People of power, and people of glory. I am seeing women of power. I am seeing women of substance. I'm seeing women of glory. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. I am seeing power in this place. Women who are going to take their place. Look at them now. I'm seeing a people of power. 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 I am seeing it. The clouds are here. 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 And they shall say, We know who we are. We know what we carry. They shall say, We know who we are. We know who we, what we carry. Mandalababa. A strange move of the Holy Ghost is taking place in this place. The Lord says, We are entering into the season of the strength moves of God. Of the strength. begin to step in there. I see the fountains. I see the fountains flowing. I see the fountains flowing. You shall see it. There are 15 people under the sound of my voice. 15 men and women under the sound of my voice. And the fountains of life, the fountains of power, they are breaking from your abdomen. Out of your belly. Out of your belly. Out of your belly. Yes. All over this room. All over this room. They are coming forth. They are rising they are rising they are rising move into your place move into your place step into your place look at them look at them I am seeing people on fire people on fire they are not just on fire but they are born of fire they are born of fire who are these that fly who are these that fly I see eagles wings being given to you I see the wings of eagles the strength of eagles Rada Katala Brada, Rebe Shondola Brada, Mandala Balabaha, Rekadabaya, Ayayaya, bring them to the frontier now. Bring them to the frontier now. Something strange is moving in this room right now. It is a glory cloud. It is a glory cloud. It's well, the protocol. It's a glory cloud. It's a glory cloud. It's a glory cloud. It's a glory cloud. Some people they shall begin to feel some burning sensations in their eyes, visions, 
the eyesight of an eagle, the eyesight of an eagle, you will be able to see into the future. You shall begin to feel something coming upon your eyes. Some of them feel it all over your face, all over your face. Yes, it's time to arise. 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 Oh. Oh. Something is happening in this room right now. Close your eyes if you can. Something is happening in this room right now. If you want to pray, pray. If you want to pray, pray. Oh. If you want to pray, pray. Don't look at anybody. I told you there's a time for everybody. My God, my God, my God, my God. Too many things are happening here right now. It is your season. Where are the eagles? I see seven eagles. Seven eagles rising up. Seven eagles rising up. Seven eagles rising up. The fishings of eagles, the strength of eagles, the lifting of eagles, the lifting of eagles, the lifting of eagles. You will be carried by the wind. You will be carried by the wind. What is the fly? The generation of signs and wonders. Wow. The eyesight of an eagle. There's a spirit of visions in this place. A spirit of visions. A spirit of visions. A spirit of visions. A spirit of visions. Your eyes are opening up right now. A spirit of visions. I don't know that two or three gentlemen under the sound of my voice. Ah. My God, my God, my God. Look at them. The Lord is giving you the capability of an eagle. You see things afar off. You see things afar off. You see things afar off. And you declare them in the now. It is a prophetic anointing. It is a prophetic grace. It is a prophetic anointing. Ha ha ha! 
Yes, that is enough. 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 You got it. 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 Yes, you are laying hold of it. 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 Miracles are taking place right now. Miracles are taking place right now. I'm seeing things leaving people's bodies. I'm seeing things leaving people's bodies. Some of you are online and you are connected to the flow right now. Miracles are taking place. Miracles are taking place in this room. I see power. Things that threaten to stop you. They said you are not going to see the end. They said you are not going to see the end. Ah, but there's a power. There's a power that comes from heaven that is taking you to the end. And you see the glory. See the spirit of the living God. You will see my glory. 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 Things are happening here right now. Open doors. I hear open doors. I hear open doors. Miracles are taking place. Miracles are taking place. Miracles are taking place. There are three people online. God is bringing you some strange financial favor. One of you in the next three days. In the next three days. Some financial open doors. Masha my God, my God. Come on, soak in the Holy Ghost. Tap into the flow. Tap 
into the flow. Tap into the flow. If you don't speak in tongues, begin to speak in tongues. Receive the Holy Ghost. Begin to speak in tongues. Tap into the flow. Come on, get drunk with the Spirit of God. Be drunk with the wine of the Holy Ghost. Be drunk with the wine of the Holy Ghost. Be drunk with the wine of the Holy Ghost. There are three people at the back of the auditorium. At the back of the auditorium. I see angels moving over there right now. They are like angels of fire. They are like flames of fire. Moving at the back of the auditorium. The Lord said that your time has come. Your set time has come. Your set time has come. And you shall begin to feel the heat and the warmth of the spirit. The warmth of fire. Rabba Power is in this place. Power is in this place. Power is in this place. Come on, receive power. Come on, receive power. Come on, receive power. Come on, receive power. Oh, receive power. Come on, receive power. Come on, it's time for power. Oh, receive, receive, receive. It is your time. It is your place. It is your moment. It is your day. Oh, receive power. Come on, take power. It is your time. It is your day. It is your moment. Yeah. In my mama shop, every eye closed in this place. But the Holy Spirit said, it is now time. It is now time. Ah. It is time. It is time. <laughs> it is time. 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 All right. I see the oil. I see the oil of the Holy Ghost. And it is dripping on people's head. It is dripping all over you. You are going to be empowered for this generation. Yeah. Yeah. It is time. 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 Thank you, Holy Ghost.
Whoa. We give you glory, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, King of Glory. Lift up your hands everywhere if you can. Just be gonna bless him now. Bless him now. I know from here the back here there are angels over here, three angels. Holy Spirit of God, wherever they are, whoever they are now. And if you do this before I can close this service, yes, 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 one, two, three. Now, now, you are taking something that belongs to you, something heavy, something glorious, something glorious. For I saw what looked like a sun fall upon you. And when it entered you, all of a sudden you began to radiate and shine forth with brightness like the sun. Oh my God. Right now. Father. Father. Now. Now. Their stars are here. Their stars are here. You will begin to feel the weight of that glory. You will begin to feel the weight of that glory. You begin to feel the weight of that glory. You begin to feel the weight of that glory. You begin to feel the weight of that glory. You begin to feel the weight of that glory. Mashalikatoruantalababaya. And when it hits you, all kinds of things are coming. Favor. Open doors. Mashenteleki supra atsitalagaya. Come on, take it now. One, two, three. 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 You are stepping into it. 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 And it's going to be that the glory is going to cause you to be announced in places of favor and places of power and places of glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. How we love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. celebrate the Lord. Just give him praise. The grace has lifted. Just give him praise. Just give him praise. Just give him glory. Just give him glory. Help them up. Help them up. Everybody just close your eyes and just worship the Lord just for some 30 seconds and just meditate. Holy Ghost is speaking to some of you now. Some of you have just seen visions, encounters. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Help them back to their seats. Uh, Holy Ghost that will lead on our hands tonight. That there's been an impartation of grace. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. As well, if anybody, if anybody who had a vision, I want to just come quickly. You had a vision quickly. I have just two minutes for this. Um, my time is up. I want to be, had a vision. I want to just come quickly. 
God showed you something. I'm counting to two if you are not here. I'm going to audition one. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Give me my book. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead. Abby, thank you. Well, as we were praying and ministering, it's like the problems of people. It has been uh, washed away. So I saw like a stream of water, then it moved, um, flow through the flick. Are you not celebrating the Lord? All the problems are washed away. Glory to Jesus Christ. Is that all? God bless you. Quickly, quickly. Thank you. Thank you. Yesterday, when Papa was leading us to pray, before he shared the message, I saw a glorious door opened. It was very glorious and it was opened. And the Lord said, as many as of us who can enter or who are willing and will enter, they will see the glory of God and they will see manifestation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mine is not a vision, it's a prophecy. God said that He's raising His people for this end time to manifest His glory and power. Awesome. Come on, celebrate. We are being raised up in these end times to manifest the glory of the Lord and the power of the Lord. Some of you, you will not fully understand what has happened until after this conference. And we are now seeding you with the word of the Lord. With the word of the Lord. Get ready. We have not even started yet. I don't know when the real ministration will start. But the Lord is leading us. The Lord is leading us. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Today is a communion day. One just quickly partake in the Holy Communion. Thank you, Jesus Christ. So, and let me just go to the next thing quickly. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God. I ask you to bring bottles of water. Uh, drink it now. Yes, drink it right now. Oh, bashata la brada la babosh. Fila mandosh. Mandelebe kusata bradigash. We give you glory. Masatila bradosh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus Christ. It is settled. It is settled. It is settled. I know, is there anybody over here? You have been having some pains in your abdomen. Anybody around here? You have been having some pains in your abdomen. Alice, you are one. Anybody else? Have some pains in your abdomen. Uh, uh, young man, haven't you been having some pains in your abdomen? You have been having, and you don't want to see. God is healing you, okay? In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Somebody celebrate Jesus Christ. Celebrate Jesus Christ. Because he was shy. He was shy. So he didn't know whether to go now. But the thing that, that it was a great, the Lord was just pointing to him. The Lord said, Two, at least I know. I said, Two. He said, This one. God is in the name The Lord is perfecting your people. In the name of Jesus Christ. But you felt as though God was putting your heart to sow a seed. I won't just come for it right now. You just felt as though God was putting your heart to sow a seed. I won't just come for it. You may not even have it, but then you just said that you wanted to sow a seed. I won't just come for it. I won't just come for it. We are closing. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Before the end of this week, you are going to make a financial break. A business break, an unemployment break in the name of Jesus Christ. Before the end of this week, what you have been struggling to get, it will be delivered with ease in the name of Jesus Christ. Before the end of this week, sicknesses will depart. Before the end of this week, the curses that have have prevailed in your family, they are going to totally disappear. Before the end of this week, the Lord said that an elevation is taking place. Somebody, your international connection is locating you. Somebody, that unusual favor that caused you to laugh is locating you. Somebody, your name is appearing. Your name was not part of the list. A list has been compiled of people who have been accepted into an institution, but your name has just been inserted. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are going to see the glory of God. I say you are going to see the glory of God. I said you are going to see the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. I just saw some dollars being released right now. Somebody's going to receive some dollars this week. Uh, some financial breakthrough this week. Uh, receive it right now. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Get the names of people that you are expecting favor from. Bring them to be easy. Bring them to be easy. God is going to work and work in their lives. Uh, and they are going to look at you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. In Jesus name. Somebody shout I am blessed. Shout I am a We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website. www ebenezerokronipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.